Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us in the Weekly Standard is Chris Deaton, who's been reporting on the latest developments regarding Obamacare and conversations about repeal. Chris Deaton, what happened at Capitol Hill today? Well, number one, uh, this is a multi-part operation. It's beginning to remind me of some machinery from a Michael Bay movie. It's uh, <laughs> it's getting out of control. But Paul Ryan and uh, Vice President-elect Pence and some of the other leaders of the House Republican Conference got together today to sort of lay out in broad terms uh, what they plan on advancing as their big, bold agenda items here in the first 100 days. Obamacare obviously is at the top of the list. And the big takeaway to me is that they are trying to to uh, do this balancing act of number one saying repeal and replace, repeal and uh, repeal and replace. If you say right. it five times fast, Michael, it's actually pretty darn difficult. But actually, I think what happens is at that point, then Beetlejuice appears. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's how it works. Michael Keaton is looking for another film, from what I understand. <laughs> uh, but if you do say that five times fast, it still doesn't make it uh, magically happen that the replace part is going to come uh, within the snap of a finger. They're still going to have to work on that. And one of the big challenges Republicans are going to have to face is coalescing around one uniform set of ideas among a lot of them that have been advanced uh, by the conservative wonk crew mm-hmm. and by Ryan himself. So how uncoalesced, uh, as I invent a word sure, for this podcast, like are they? I mean, I, I thought that Tom Price kind of mm-hmm. had a broad, big picture approach to going forward. Is mm-hmm. I wrong? No, no, he, he certainly does. Uh, but the issue is that I'm not sure Trump understands exactly what he wants to do yet himself. He's just settling into the job, right. but there are a lot of disparate parties inside of the GOP itself. And uh, I, the big thing that has driven a wedge between Republicans for years now, and it might be no different this time, is that right now it's a matter of tactics. Um, you do have Jim, De- Jim DeMint from the Heritage Foundation saying, look, there is no excuse. No excuses was the exact term that he used uh, to not essentially repeal Obamacare on day one. But then you have the pushback from um, the policy set and Republicans like Susan Collins and even ones that are more conservative uh, than she is who are kind of hesitant about how this all plays out from a political exactly. and policy standpoint. What happens to the insured uh, under Obamacare right now? Do you end up having this transition period that's kind of rough for a couple of years for those people? So Ryan and Pence were trying to say in vague terms today, we're going to work on that transition and you will learn about what that transition is going to look like in the coming weeks and months. Let me quote Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady Mm -hmm. uh, in a report from our colleagues over at the Washington Examiner. President Obama plans on using his executive authority to ditch parts Mm -hmm. of the law Republicans don't like. Quote, since President Obama used the pen and the phone to enact legislation to go around checks and balances of the Constitution, we're going to restore the checks and balances of the Constitution by removing these executive actions. So am I understanding that that there are going to be some acts right away? Mm Mm-hmm. Some small targeted acts, but then yes. a broader, bigger, longer term plan for the full repeal and replace. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Hand in glove was the term that Paul Ryan used today. Uh, Pence said himself that he expects on day one that Trump is going to do uh, those exact types of tweaks, however big they can possibly be, given mm-hmm. he's still, I think the executive branch is still somewhat limited in the scope, but I don't know anymore. <laughs> what do I know? Nobody knows anything, Michael. I think he goes out in the balcony, yeah. dresses the cheering throng, and then Obamacare just disappears. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly. how it works. Yeah. 
yeah, that's right. And pretty soon we're going to colonize the moon, <laughs> all through executive decree. Uh, but, you know, Pence is saying that on the one hand, look, he is going to do that in as much as he can. And then Ryan said, we are going to begin this, using air quotes here, budget reconciliation process uh, by which Congress can essentially gut the law. Uh, it's going to take care of a lot of revenue portions of it because it's a budget reconciliation right. process. Uh, but that allows Republicans in the Senate to not have to worry about filibuster stuff. You can get it done with 50 plus one votes. Uh, but then that's just the repeal part and the replace comes later. And we're going to have to figure out the details as we go along. So in essence, the law would be re- repealed, but the repeal would take effect as of some future yes. date. Yes. And then that gives them a couple of years they're talking about? That's generally what it sounds like. That seems... I'm not an expert on healthcare policy, mm-hmm. but if I ran an insurance company, I'd mm-hmm. be a little nervous about this kind of in-between time of, wait, I have to keep taking these patients who mm-hmm. are, you know, the math doesn't work. That's why Obamacare was failing. And I have to wait until this new day when I can mm-hmm. do something else. I, and I have to have a policy that works today, but it takes time to change my policies. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be ready for the, just. Man, this seems complicated. It, 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 it's incredibly complicated. Oh, my gosh. That's the whole thing about this, man. I mean, we just don't know what's coming. I mean, there are people who I'm sure have covered healthcare for 50 years, and they're like, my right. gosh, this is incredible. You've got dumb old me sitting over here right now. Um, but at least we know we have the best minds of both parties coming together to work <laughs> in a bipartisan manner to affect the best outcome. Mm-hmm. Right, Chris Deaton? Yes. Joe Manchin, West Virginia Democrat, uh, usual suspect for somebody who's trying to be an aisle crosser, but he does have some more conservative bona fides. Uh, he's run on those before, but not necessarily health care. This is new. By the way, uh, in West Virginia, it's still bona fides. Just oh, so you know. thank you. Just thank so you, know. you. Yeah. Just we so Americanize you know. everything. I'm from a state where we call V-E-V-A-Y-V-V and not V-V-A. I, so, you know. Well, you probably pronounce them Vienna sausages instead of Vienna sausages <laughs> like we do in South Carolina. But now I've taken the podcast... Completely into a conversational cul-de-sac. I apologize. Joe Manchin yes. was kind of a player out on his own today. Yes, yes. He uh, was taking some shots at the fact that, look, Democrats and President Obama are still trying to huddle and figure out how we defend this thing. And Manchin's essential point was, look, the American people said something else. And if we are not going to listen to them, if we are not going to take steps uh, to advance some of the policy prescriptions that they would like to see, because there is this dissatisfaction with Obamacare, there are some people who like it, but it's still incredibly controversial among the American public, then we're not going to be doing ourselves any favors. Uh, so Manchin is still kind of out on his own island uh, with respect to that. He has been on a lot of issues in the past inside the Democratic caucus. But uh, there needs to be seven more people like him in the Senate because it's going to take eight Democrats to push through a Rob- uh, an Obamacare replacement uh, plan that breaks that 60 vote uh, threshold for the filibuster. And we'll see what kind of outreach Republicans are able to do with that. We'll see what kind of sweeteners they might be able to put into that. But it's going to be a really interesting process. An interesting start today with Chuck Schumer announcing uh, no cooperation. We're not mm-hmm. going to cooperate. And interestingly, he even went back to the Supreme Court uh, issue and said, th- I, I don't want to misquote him, but mm-hmm. he he suggested that the tactics Republicans used to deny Merrick Garland for you know 10 months might be used to keep the seat empty for four years? I mean, there's no way that the Senate Democrats can be thinking that kind of obstructionism, can they? Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that. No, no, it's <laughs> it, it's going to be contentious. I mean, look, you, you can have... Uh, 
this game of chicken for, um, I suppose, is as long as you would like to try to uh, maybe draw a person who is 95% textualist or originalist. I hate using the term conservative and liberal when it comes to courts and right. everything. It's just so imprecise. But somebody who is more in the Thomas or Alito mold or something, Alito is maybe a little further to the center, but not much than Thomas. They're both pretty far uh, out to the, to the right ideological wing. Maybe you want somebody who resembles Kennedy more or Roberts more. Maybe that's what the Democrats are looking for. I'm just spitballing here. But uh, no, that's a game of chicken that you cannot win. But it also puts Senator Manchin's decision to kind of go it alone in even mm-hmm. more stark relief is that there is no muttering, no, you know, hey, maybe we got to work things out here. Mm-hmm. The At least this far here on January 4th, it's still throw down, bare yes. knuckles, we're not going to cooperate with you. So we'll see how long that spirit of disharmony can last. <laughs> and I'm sure, Chris Deaton, you'll be up on Capitol Hill as often as possible promoting that disharmony wherever you can. Absolutely. Press aides and senators and representatives alike ducking themselves into offices to get as far away from me as possible. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.com. You'll never miss another episode. While you're there, if you could give us a five-star rating, that would be great. An easy way to tell other people you found a podcast you enjoy. And of course, check weeklystandard.com for the latest reporting from Chris Deaton, Bill Crystal, Steve Hayes, and others. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.